Gather your geek. It's time to head out for our road trip across America that will scare your pants off. Along the way, with your hosts, you'll be setting up camp in some of the scariest places they can find. Discover each episode a cryptid, a haunting, and a strange encounter. Climb aboard a cryptid camper if you're brave enough. Take it away, Tom. Live from our cryptid camper, I'm Tom here with my good friend Shay. And we'd like to thank you for joining us for season three, episode number four of the Scare Your Pants Off, our American Road Check podcast. In today's episode, we are setting up camp in Kentucky. So how are you doing today, Shay? I'm I'm good. This is this state has probably one of maybe even the favorite of mine strange encounter that i've researched yet Ooh, very cool i'm excited now excuse me, me too. Uh, that's awesome now i had a lot of fun with the the haunting as well it uh so much to choose from uh, very rich history in kentucky um this was, I mean, they're all fun episodes, but this was, this one was very fun doing the research on. So, so what's new? <sighs> Nothing much, really. I'm a little boring, but I actually watched um, last night, or the night before, I don't my days are a little wonky. Um, a couple nights ago, I watched the Dungeons and Dragons movie. I don't know if that's something that interests you at all, but I so thought it was pretty good. It was good. Okay. Uh, so it's, I definitely want to check it out. I, um, it's not like high on my, you know, it's not like, Oh, I, I got to see it today type of thing, but I've heard other people say good things about it. So it's definitely on my list. I'm gonna, gonna write it down. Cause I do like Dungeons and Dragons. I mean, I know people joke about, Oh, you know, D and D nerds and stuff, but Dungeons and Dragons is a really fun game. It's really, yeah. really, really fun. So I am going to put that on. I keep a list of everything that you recommend and uh, so I can get around to it. Because otherwise I will forget because I forget everything. So Yeah. There's a lot of people in it too. Like the cast is huge. Like Bradley Cooper is even in it. And I had no idea he was going to be in it. Not a huge oh. role. Uh, Sophia Lillis from uh, who played Young Bev in It. Uh, oh. The new ones. Yep. And she and she's awesome, it, but there were tons of people in it. There's like it, I recognize so many people. I'm like, holy crap! But it was a really good movie. I had no idea that Bradley Cooper was in it. That's mm -hmm. uh, oh, very cool, very cool. That and I stumbled across a show that uh, is I believe it's on Apple Plus. Um, it's called Un. Maybe it's Showtime. It's either Apple Plus or Showtime. I can't remember, but it's called Uncoupled. Have you heard of that? I actually have heard of it. It's one of those that I've been meaning to get around to, but just haven't yet. So you're liking it? So, or? Yeah. So Neil Patrick Harris is in it, for anybody who doesn't know. And he plays a guy who um, he's maybe a little bit on the selfish side. Uh, but he plans a surprise party for his 
boyfriend at the time of 17 years, uh, only to find out basically at the party that the boyfriend had moved out during the day because uh, he was done. Uh, it's it's kind of a cool journey. Like he, he learns maybe like at first he was just mad at him for leaving him and not really give an explanation, coming to find out that he was part of the reason he left. So, um, but it was it was funny because Neil Patrick Harris always plays like a womanizing kind of scummy but somehow wildly likable somehow guy and in and in this he was um he was gay so he was more like more himself which i actually thought was really cool because i never seen him play a role like that before and that was actually really cool that he's it almost feels like he's opening up more or something i don't know if that's what it is but um we watched the first episode of the show and we were like oh, all right well i don't know we'll watch one more because there's really nothing else to watch literally sat down and binged the entire rest of the season in the next two days because couldn't stop watching it it was so so freaking good and it he is he cracks me up he is so funny but he was so good in this and he does the whole gamut of he's he's heartbroken and he's sad and then he and, and then he's maybe a little slutty which no one's no one's shocked by that because of barney stinson so like that's you know that's what you're seeing but it was he just runs through every gamut of feelings you could possibly feel after a breakup like that and he does it so well oh i'm definitely like i said it was on my list but i wrote it down so i remember that sounds really good i i love him yeah. Great, and uh, I mean, I love going back to the Doogie Howser's days, which I, I had a thought. Didn't isn't there like a new Doogie Howser now? Maybe a Disney Plus show or something, and but it's a girl, possibly. I I don't even know. But yeah, it rings a bell. So wherever you're seeing it, I must have seen it too. Because it, it, now that you're saying it, it does ring a bell. I'm not a hundred percent sure, but it it absolutely. I think so because it absolutely rings a bell. I'm gonna be googling it probably while we're talking, but um, it's yeah, it it does ring a bell. Yeah, it just it came to me just now, and I'm like, oh yeah, I think that there was one, and like it might be a girl. Like this Doogie Howser, yeah, what a strange show <laughs> at the time. I can still remember like him writing on the computer and stuff, and typing on the computer, and it, it just, oh. Strange time for show. It's the the boy doctor Doogie Howser, but then he just kind of disappeared and then came back and then he was so good as Barney and oh I can't wait to check out this uncoupled for sure. So I mean, like, there is and it's on the Disney it's on Disney Plus. It's called Doogie Kamaloha, maybe MD. I'm not sure how to say that. I apologize. Um, but yeah, uh, absolutely is a thing on Disney Plus. You are 100 percent correct. Thought so. I re I remember hearing about it a while ago, and then I re I thought I might have been scrolling on the app and and saw something about that. Hmm. Might have to check it out just to just to compare it to the original Doogie Howser. Yep, I get that. Same. But yeah, I like and you know he uh, he is a very good actor. Neil Patrick Harris, very very good actor. Oh, all right. Um, anything else before we jump in? Just one more thing about Neil Patrick Harris while I'm thinking about it. If y'all ever want to see, if y'all, I'm so Southern now. I like have family down South and I swear to God, I don't even like talk to them verbally most of the time. It's just text, but I somehow I'm all with the y'alls and the, I don't know. <laughs> um, anyways, if 
if you want to Google something that is absolutely going to put the biggest smile on your face, and you haven't Googled this yet somehow, Google Neil Patrick Harris uh, family Halloween costumes. Because it's a, every single one of them is so pinchably cute. I can't friggin' deal with it. And it's seriously, you can't, you can't look at that and not smile. It's the cutest thing. They do some awesome things and it's so creative and it's so much fun. Yeah, every year I, I, I see pictures of like their, you know, because they do a, like a group costume, you know, him, the husband and the, and the two kids. And it's just, it is, it, it, it's, it, 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 it's so adorable. It makes me want to fucking puke. <laughs> it's, it's, they, they do, and they do a great job. They go all out and it's, uh, yeah, they look great every year, every year. So. All right. Well, this week you have the cryptid. Time for the cryptid. I do. And I'm going to sidetrack a little because that's what I do. Um, and no, don't worry. I'm not going to talk about the Wendigo yet. I tried. There's nothing there. It's fine. Um, no ties from my actual cryptid or the one that I'm going to talk about very briefly at first. So. There is a cryptid sighting uh, that dates back to 1868 on Mount Sterling uh, in Kentucky. Any clue what I might be preluding to here? Uh, Bigfoot? Nope. Good guess, though. They do have a Bigfoot. Um, However, if I were to tell you that the supposed first sighting of this creature... Uh, was in West Virginia in 1967. Would you know what I was talking about then? The Mothman, right? Yes. Yes. Yep. Oh, yeah. So, again, the first sighting, supposedly, of Mothman that I have ever heard of was in West Virginia in 1967. However, up in Mount Sterling in 1868, there was, in fact, a documented sighting of what was thought to be a Mothman and on top of it, I've also found out that there may be more moth people. Wow, I have never heard that before. That is super interesting. Same, same, same. All right, I digress. Now on to my cryptid, because I feel like someday, eventually, in the future, we're going to have to do like a, like a mega cryptid, ep- cryptid episode. And I know we've done a mega cryptid episode at the end of season one, but I feel like this needs to be fewer cryptids just some of like the heavy hitters in cryptozoology so yeah good idea yeah so i'm going to talk to you today and i am going to smile so you're going to hear the inflection in my voice because i'm a toddler and i can't help it there's nothing i can do to change it i'm going to talk to you today about the pope lick monster and yep there it is the smile um also known as the goat man have you heard of that no, I've not heard. I've heard of Goatman before, but not the Pope-like monster. No, not at all. All right. Well, the Pope-like monster lives under a railroad trestle bridge over Pope-like Creek. That's a mouthful. Yeah. Um, the area is plagued by much tragedy. There's a lot of tragic stories involving this trestle and and the area surrounding it. So it's definitely worth a Google dive into that because it's super interesting. Now, uh, at times it's said that this creature 
can use voice mimicry. I don't know if it's mimicking the voices of someone that someone loves or knows or whatever, um, but it's to lure the victims to the top of the bridge as a train is coming by. Obviously, the end result there is getting hit by a train. Now, some it's also believed that some people will jump off of the trestle to their death after seeing the monster. And the monster is also known to pounce on, occasionally on uh, moving cars that pass by. Now, all of that is super interesting. And what I'm going to tell you is it is believed that this cryptid is part man, part sheep, part goat. And also, in some lore, it's those three things and headless. Headless. Mm-hmm. So I feel like this is a good I don't have that's all I really have for information on this cryptid, but I feel like this is a good a good cryptid to conversate about because I feel like you might have some issues that I have. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so okay. Uh first of all, love the voice mimicry brings me back to last week in the jackalope and how the jackalope um you know, did the same thing, especially the the whole song thing we talked about with the jackalope singing back what the the cowboys would sing before going to bed. Um, so, okay, <laughs> if if it can mimic voice, and I have a few other things too, but first, if it can mimic a voice but has no head, where's the sound coming from? I would assume it would come out of another orifice that can force air from it, if you can imagine. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, so it's talking out its butt. <laughs> I can't. I can't fathom where else the voice would be coming from. I because I feel like the vocal but the vocal cords are. Yeah. And the whole thing is a little high up to have existed without a head maybe i don't so it's it would only make sense that somehow um yeah that's where that was my first thought how does it see if it's got no head how <laughs> so, in my head i'm picturing you ever see the show Our real Our real monsters what say it again you ever see the nickelodeon show called Our real monsters no. no with like Ickis from Noblina. All right, how about um Pan's Labyrinth, the pale man with yeah. the hands and the eyes oh, yeah. and the hands? Possibly maybe. Now I I feel like one thing I'm wondering about though is if it has no head, you're really limiting how much how much features how much body there is to have different features. And if you have three separate creatures, supposedly an amalgamation forming this creature called the public monster what part is sheep what part is goat what part is human and how do they know and that was my next question so what is what there what what's like oh man like i have the weirdest images rolling through my head right now and just trying to make sense of this thing this thing is amazing <laughs> so on top of it, like anything part human, I I immediately I immediately need to know: is the human part clothed, 
or is the human part up high enough that it wouldn't need to be clothed or is it not high up enough and it's still not clothed you know <laughs> like is that how they know it's human yeah. i don't <laughs> there's a lot of possibilities here yeah this uh, this is fascinating this thing i have never heard of the whole once you said the no head thing then i mean uh, my head was already scratched uh, i was already scratching my head and then you said the no head thing and that it, i i i don't even know what to say this like, but i i love it but very very strange yeah well so like i feel like and again this is I, the jackalope conversation went in a really weird direction i feel like we're I feel like we're going in a little bit of a weird direction, but we have to because, like, again, this is this is what we do. We're trying to help everybody understand this cryptid. So what I'm trying to figure out here is the two animals, the two non-human things that this could be, are a sheep and a goat. And I'm not I'm not a schmeckle expert, but um, <laughs> I feel like a goat and a sheep would have a very similar schmeckle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I get you know, I I because they pretty similar animals. So I mean so Maybe yeah. maybe that was the defining human part then, because and then maybe it's woolly with goat legs, which look like sheep legs. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I'm confused. Like is it part wool, part like part that like goat fur, which is like really weirdly soft or 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 are these people getting really close and they know the difference between a goat and a sheep schmeckle? And <laughs> uh, and I, I like the word schmeckle. That's my new favorite word today. Um, but yeah, so I don't know. That's my thought, though. Yeah, well, it's Kentucky. They might know the difference between, uh, you know, just because of the farmland and the agriculture and stuff. They might, you know, between a sheep and a goat. But if ever there was one, and I know we we used to say this more during the first season, but if anybody has artistic ability out there and would like, might have an idea of how this creature is made up, please draw something up or in, and send it in because I would love my 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 head is my brain is working on overload now trying to make sense of this this creature. But if you have any ideas of how this might look, please please send in a rendering of it because <laughs> this thing is wild. Yeah. Same. Yep, I agree. Please send them in, cause and you don't need to worry about censoring, cause we're both adults and yeah, we're good. We're curious. We want to know. Yes, for sure. Oh, good choice. Wow. <laughs> Thank you. That, that was very, very strange. <laughs> I love it though. That's why I, I, I love these sort of odd, odd uh, cryptids and stuff that we find it's so fun. Oh. <sighs> Time for the hunt. All right. Well, this week I have the haunting, and uh, it's, I, I say it about all of them. But Kentucky was such a fun state for hauntings. I mean, it's got such a rich and at times dark history um, that it's. I mean, there you can't you can't walk around a corner while tripping over a haunting and I mean, you've got your cemeteries, your asylums, your hotels, you know, your typical, um, you know, places that are haunted. And I know lately I've been trying to pick some stuff, not always, cause just sometimes it's just, you know, a hotel, it's just too interesting. You gotta do it. But I've been trying to pick stuff that maybe we haven't discussed. 
and there was two that I narrowed it down to uh, for Kentucky. Um, and the one I almost went with but didn't it, uh, was the Carlsbad, Carlsbad Caverns, because I didn't know those were supposedly haunted, or at least some of them are supposedly haunted. Um, huh. Yeah, I was I didn't know that. And just real brief about it, if you're interested, guys, check it out, because there was a doctor, I believe it was in the 1800s, and uh, he wanted to oh he wanted to and did kind of create a tuberculosis clinic in the Carlsbad cabins, and he I think he had brought like a total of sixteen people down to the caverns, and I think in this particular cavern it was kind of nice. I had like a grotto, but it's still a cave. So as you can imagine, bringing a bunch of sick people people that are sick with TB to into a damp dark yeah. cave probably didn't work out well and it didn't so um and uh so if you're interested guys check i i i say check it out do some research on it because it was fun i was very close to picking it but instead i went with the nada tunnel or nada I'm not, i think it's nada n-a-d-a tunnel because i don't think we've talked about a haunted tunnel so the nada tunnel also known as the gateway to red river gorge is located in powell kentucky or powell county kentucky construction of this one-lane tunnel so it's it's a one-lane tunnel but it's on a two-way road began in 1910 and was completed in 1911. it proved to be quite the grueling construction process Cold weather, rain, wind, sleet, snow, etc., made for a very miserable workers and a very miserable work experience. Drills and dynamite were used to help rip through the very, very thick, dense lime rock. Even with these tools, the process proved very tough. And this coupled with the work and weather conditions would open the crew up to disaster. On one particularly frigid day, a worker was attempting to dissolve or unfreeze a frozen stick of dynamite. And uh, he did this by placing it next to a fire. What? <laughs> Come on, really? Right, <laughs> right. Probably not the smartest move. But it was 1910 and 1911, so like worker safety, I guess, really wasn't a thing. And workers' rights, really, you know, people were just happy to have jobs. And there was no sort of, there was no OSHA or anything to protect these guys, unfortunately. But it still does not seem like a smart thing to do. Um, so as you'd expect, placing the dynamite next to the fire resulted in an explosion and this explosion unfortunately killed the worker. As a result, people claim that his spirit uh, still haunts this tunnel to this day, especially on cold and dark days. There was also said to be a hiker or a mountain climber or both that died tragically uh, right near one of the entrances to the tunnel. Supposedly he was hiking and, and climbing up the, uh, the hill or mountain that's really close to the tunnel. 
and he got to a particularly tough spot on it. I don't know if maybe he lost his footing or his hand gripped or something, and he ended up falling quite a ways down, and boom, he landed like directly in front of one of the entrances to the tunnel um, and died in that spot. And some say that his spirit roams the tunnel as you're driving through. You might see, you know, a flash of light or, you know, part of an apparition or a full body apparition. And it's uh, this hiker slash mountain climber. Um, but others and say that these incidents, you know, the mountain climber and the worker are related to a green orb that appears at the entrances to the tunnel. But others claim that the orb is actually related to a First Nations indigenous tribe. Um, I couldn't find too much more on why they thought it was related to this First Nations tribe, but um, that's what some people believe. So that's all, pretty much it I, I, uh, I have on this, but Every resource that I looked at, they did kind of stress this point to remember that the tunnel only fits one car at a time. So if you're going to enter it, make sure nobody is in the tunnel um, before you enter it. <laughs> Otherwise, it could spell disaster for you. And that so was, yeah. it, why would that not be a one-way road? Why would that not be? Why? That's scary. That's not okay. That's none of that's okay. That's that's probably the only place, and it's not because of the ghosts that we've talked about. That I don't think I want to go to because that's scary. Yeah, dangerous. It's like near me. There's uh, you know, when I go over to Massachusetts to do some shopping, there's an area where it's a two lane road, but you get to this little bridge, and it's only one car at a time, and you got to stop on either side of it. And, you know, you flash your lights, make sure nobody's coming, then you proceed. And I've always wondered that, like, why not just widen that another 10 feet, another 15 feet, and make it two-way instead of you have this two-lane road where people are cruising along at 35, 40 miles an hour, and then you got to come to a stop. To, so imagine that being a tunnel that you can't, a dark tunnel that you can't see through, and then that tunnel might be haunted on top of that. It's, uh, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of, there's a lot of things not okay with that. One thing, so one thing that stuck out when you were talking about it too, and I didn't know. Uh, so when you said he was buying out dynamite, my ignorant head was like, can you even freeze dynamite? I, I'm thinking it was just like gunpowder or something. It is not. Oh. And actually really interesting, right? Really interesting is one of the key components in dynamite, which by the way is different than TNT, and I didn't know that either, is nitroglycerin. Do you know what the freezing temp of nitroglycerin is? Not at all. 52 degrees Fahrenheit. Oh, wow. So that's that's actually, like, 52 is not that cold. That's t-shirt and shorts weather for us. Yeah, like England. That's, that's, yeah, that's a nice spring day. Yeah. That's insane. I never, never knew that. And I, wow. And, but listen, if you're, if your dynamite freezes, please don't warm it up by a fire. Yeah. But anyways. I, I didn't know that either. And honestly, when I picture dynamite, I picture Wiley e. Coyote and 
fucking the Roadrunner. That's what I pictured, the whole Acme thing. And I didn't know there was a difference between TNT and Dynamite until right now. And uh, that's really interesting because I, I knew nothing about that. Like I said, my, my knowledge of Dynamite is a Looney Tunes cartoon. So it's that is super interesting. Fifty-two degrees. It's not even cold at yeah. all. Which no, is. that's again t-shirt and shorts weather for us. So it's not. That's not chilly at all. But don't feel bad. I didn't know. I I didn't. I was confused about frozen dynamite. I was like, how can you freeze dynamite? <laughs> so I I I didn't know that either. <laughs> Apparently, that is how. Just take it outside on a nice spring day. Yeah. Jeez. All right. right. Well, you have the strange encounter this week. Time for the strange encounter. I do. I am. I love this story. Now, understand that this is a very short story, and it's really not like a ton of detail. But the visual that this leads you to. And and just it's so compelling and it's so interesting, and the whole thing surrounding it is just it, again this is if if it's not my favorite it's up there with the ones I've talked about all of season one and now we're in season three our second season of our American road trip so I I'm love excited. this oh I'm I'm excited now Ooh. this took place on uh, August twenty first of nineteen fifty five and it's called or has been named. The Little Green Men of Kelly. Have you heard of that? No, not at all. So uh, this involves a rather large family and like extended family in some way uh, living on a farm. And these are people that did not have a TV. They did not have a lot of communication with the outside world. They just worked. They just did their thing, minded their own business and kind of kept away from it seems as though they just kept away from like normal society and just did their thing. Um, they were not the type to run to a police station and spout weird stories that border on unbelievable in some cases, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Um, now, there was a man staying at that house, a friend of the family, a close friend of the family, extended family, however you want to see it. Uh, And he was out gathering water a little bit after 7 p.m. And then he looks up and he sees in the distance a silvery object with rainbow-colored exhaust coming towards the house. It eventually passed over the house. And then it came to a complete stop midair for a second and then plummeted to the ground. Now, he panicked. He ran inside. The family at first was like, oh, you're seeing things. You're crazy. There's nothing like that out there. But... That did not last long. Uh, Very shortly after, the family dog went crazy. And when they went to look what the dog was going crazy about, they saw a number of, and I don't know what the number is, but there seemed to be well over one, uh, three and a half foot humanoid glowing green creatures with talon-like claws and arms that extended nearly to the ground. So, again, that imagery, like, I'm seeing it, I, I'm absolutely, mm. I'm here, I love it. Um, now, in most cases, when we talk about cryptids or stranger encounters or whatever, when this happens, usually I'm like, come on, they didn't even do anything, why is this happening? But in this case, they crash landed at their house, they are approaching their home, they don't know what they are, 
So in this case, when they armed themselves and took a couple of shots, I didn't completely disagree with it. It's a scary situation. You're protecting your family and you don't have, a, you, it didn't sound like they had a phone or anything to do, you know, to protect themselves. So, yeah, I mean, and when you say something like that, and you said like talon, like arms and stuff, like, yeah, I, I give the, I give them a pass for, <laughs> for shooting. I do. Now, keep in mind that these are farmers and like the hunters and, and, People who know probably how to shoot and aim a rifle. These creatures, these little green men of Kelly, effortlessly flipped around and basically danced around the bullets, evading them effortlessly. And that's terrifying. And it's, yeah. Yeah. Now, the family hid, realizing they weren't going to be able to shoot them until they thought it was clear and then they they rushed over to the nearest police station again this is not something this family would have done this is not who this family was um over the years obviously there's been some natural exaggeration probably in the number of them in the report i i don't actually know but more than 12 people were at that house and made reports as to what they saw and they all saw the same thing now in the time that followed, they would eventually um, have to put up no trespassing signs because people were now flocking to the area and needing to see where these little green men of Kelly were and stuff like that. And they would have to put up no trespassing signs, which unfortunately did not help. I've seen mixed reports as to whether or not it drove them out of their home. I hope it did not, but I did see at least one or two things stating that it may have. Don't trespass, guys. Read the stories, Google, look up the pictures, that's fine, but don't trespass. That's not okay. Um, but yeah, this story that imagery was so unique and cool to me and it and it's i don't know i maybe it lessens it and i hope it doesn't but i i'm thinking like a courage the cowardly dog home situation almost mm -hmm. with obviously more fertile land because they're able to grow stuff but um yeah oh i love it i that was like you said i mean my, my initial thought is okay this is a a fairly well-respected family within town you know um but kind of keep to themselves you know they're farmers and and do their own thing and uh you know it's, it's probably an agriculture town so for them they must know that going to report something like this that they're probably going to come across as a little loony or something to to like people that quote unquote that consider themselves rational you know and um so i that right there gives me a lot of gives, I, in my opinion gives quite a bit of validity to a story because why would you want to be ridiculed and or if they weren't ridiculed about it what ended up did happening where they have to put up signs now because now everybody wants to know what's going on at this farm and maybe some people believe it but maybe other people are just like yeah let's go to the farm and that weird family now you know um yeah the fact at least 12 of them were there that witnessed this i mean yeah there are instances of a, like a, a mass hysteria throughout history or um like some mass hallucinations or, or even in um in some parts of the world they've said that there was 
mass hallucinations due to like a mass drugging or something. But I don't think that would be the case because why would you drug just a, one random family of, you know, at this farm for 12, 12 people? And then usually with those mass hallucinations, it's like a whole town. It's like, I mean, that, that's not to be, not that it couldn't be that, but, and usually when it, you have a mass hallucination, it's not everybody all in the same spot on a mass hallucination. It might be like you heard it, we've heard of town, it, like this happening in towns or those towns where people dance themselves to death, they call it the dancing disease. And that's happened in Europe on, on a couple different occasions where people just dance for like a month straight and, and, and kill it and end up dying and stuff. Um, but it's, you know, people throughout the whole town, not just the, one, you know, farm or whatever. So the 12 people, that gives me, you know, gives it some validity to me. And then these, these descriptions, I mean, and like you said, they're, they're skilled hunter, probably, you know, they own a farm. So they're at least, even if they're not skilled hunters, they're probably skilled with a gun and these creatures just evading the bullets like that. And bullets travel very, very fast um, to be able to whatever flip around and whatever is, that's going to be terrifying. And um, the talon-like arms it, th yeah. that, that almost go to the ground, like, oof, that's got to be, just to see something like that, it's got to be fucking scary. Jeez. Uh, you know what else the story didn't have that kind of gives it some more validity to me, and I and I couldn't and I, again I did pretty extensive research, so I may I'm not saying I didn't miss anything, but I and I could have, but what I really didn't see and I really don't think is findable is the fact that they didn't seem to after the fact invite reporters and look for book deals and 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 they weren't seeming to try to cash in on the experience it seemed like they tried to get help and then you know other than the people maybe trespassing that shouldn't have been it doesn't seem like they were trying to gain attention from it afterwards yeah i mean in fact if anything it seems like they were trying to do the opposite putting up no trespassing signs or whatever and you know um because yeah they could is it, it, it this was in the 1950s right you said 55 uh, yeah so yeah, they could have easily sold their story to a newspaper and and made some money that way. Or even at the time, we know, you know, 1950s, it's, you know, money, it's not money, you know, it's not like it is now. So they could have charged like a quarter a person to come on their farm or something like that. You know what I mean? And made, and made a killing just by all these passerbys and these people coming to check it out. Oh, it's private property. Oh, you want to come see where it happened? Well you know, here's a quarter or 50 cents or whatever it is. And they could have made, but it doesn't sound like they, they did that. And that's great. I'm glad you brought that up. Cause that's a great, great point too. Cause that's what you see in a lot of these stories is that it's people are trying to capitalize on it in one way or another. And it doesn't sound like they did at all. So I love it. What a cool story. Uh, I love encounters or, these UFO stories when they actually, we get descriptions of aliens, because a lot of them don't, you know, it's like more, okay, we saw the ship and it did this and it did that. And, but 
but not always do we just get like aliens. I know last week we did with um, Wyoming, we got a little description of one that we both kind of think might have been a hoax. Um, so yeah, I love it. I, I think it's great. And I, I feel like, you know, like I say, I'm, I always say I'm a skeptic, but when you hear stories like that, it, it, it makes me lean toward more the other way and into believing these things. Great, great. Um, love it. I mean, good choice. Thank you. Never heard of it either. So it's, uh, yeah, very cool. Well, do we have anything else for them this week? Um, not that I can think of, honestly. I think I, I think I've said everything. Me too. All right. Well, all right, folks. Thanks for joining us, and be sure to tune in next week when we set up camp in Kansas. Until then, happy camping. Thanks, guys. Bye. As always, our hosts would like to thank you for joining. If you enjoy the program, please be sure to like, follow, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts from. Find us on Instagram at ScareYourPantsOffPod, no spaces, or on Twitter, ScareYourPantsOffPodcast. Or send us an email with questions, comments, and fan art to scare your pants off nine at gmail see you next time